Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. You might be wondering why I sound a little bit husky. Um, I do have um, that sort of cold everybody gets at this time of year, when it's this change in seasons. And often what comes with that is like a cough and just bringing up absolute fucking horrendous phlegm and all that. So I went to go record this yesterday and honestly, it sounded like I probably smoked 50 fags a day. So I was like, nah, I'm going to gonna wait. And uh, I probably still sound a little bit rough today, but I think uh, a little bit better. So, so what's been going on since the, the last podcast? Not much really in regards to the competitive scene. As you all know, that is uh, the the season done for you know athletes under VW Physique. We are now really kind of focusing on preparations for the 2023 season and the people that are competing in those earlier shows start dieting in about 19 weeks. The majority of them are probably going to start dieting as of the 21st of this month. They're thereabouts. Some are already dieting for it anyway, um, as of right now. But that's roughly about, the 21st of this month, roughly about 18 weeks until the uh, the first show, which we have, as you can already know, a lot of people, a lot of people doing. So uh, if, you, if you've never competed before or you're, you're not sure, uh, a normal contest prep, really before that first showing is going to be anywhere between 18 to 20 weeks long. Now we have many athletes in that first show that are going to be doing multiple shows across a four or five week period. Some will compete the week after, some will compete two weeks after, some will compete literally on the bounce every week for about three or four weeks. So it's going to be a super busy, super exciting season. Um, as I've said in previous podcasts before, we we really have some strong athletes across a range of classes. It's not just like, a, oh, we've got a good bikini girl, or oh, we've got a good bodybuilder. It's like, we've got a good bikini girl, men's physique guy, tone figure, wellness, etc., etc., etc. That's exciting, man. I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing. But the, I guess one of the main things I'm more buzzing for first is uh, there should be the arrival of our second baby. Um, I, I know I said that it was our um, one-year-old's birthday last month, but uh, we have another baby on the way, and he will probably come within the next eight to nine weeks, which uh, will be be mental with two babies under two, but hey, ready to rock, can't wait. We just want him to be here and crack on with it. Um, And that'll be the the Wilson clan uh, complete for just now. Uh, But yeah, no no more babies anytime soon. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling as I always do. Um, I got a really nice message today from someone I put on my story about how much they were learning from this podcast and how much they thought was uh, put across in a new, new, unique way and it's really really nice to hear those messages also on a consult call as well the other night a guy said that he'd learned so much and it would, came across in a relatable way and it wasn't complicated and guys if you if you enjoy this messages like that uh, mean the world to me and they remind me why I do what I do so please just reach out please let me know what you think of this if, uh, if one episode in particular really helped change something, educate you on something, helped you with a client or your own journey, I'd love to hear about it. Um, even if it's just you know a message to say, hey, great episode, that'd be class. But on to today's topic. And I felt that I'd done one maybe about 20 episodes ago on this. And it was more kind of broad. And it was about moving up categories. But I'm going to specifically speak today about moving up from bikini to figure. 
mainly because I've got some clients under the brand or coached by myself that are doing just that. I have some clients that are coming on board. Uh, there's the past three signups I've had have been figure girls. And um, it got me wondering, I said, there's probably a lot of women out there that have competed before and have maybe thought that they want to move up, but they don't think that they could. They're not sure how, they don't know if they're ready. They don't know the process. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put a podcast together um, to cover all that and see what you think. Mostly, like, see like every week. If I've not written, like, an essay or an article, sorry, every week I'll sit down, right, and I'll look back at all the episodes I've done, and I sit and I stare at the screen for, like, ten minutes thinking, what the fuck can I speak about? And usually something will come up that reminds me from what I'm doing my check-ins or what's going on with myself and my clients and whatnot. I'm like, man, I could do it. I could do an episode on that. So this is what we're speaking about. So let's before we speak about how you would do it let's let's just look at the criteria for bikini first and figure we know that there's a range of classes within those but let's look at the bikini so criteria across the board what they're looking for is like a c or an s sort of shape it depends on which person you speak to in that sort of in that side shot um, they're not looking really to see any striations anywhere particularly not in the delts um, or the lower body we uh one of my clients, Jade, Bikini Girl, um, she got some feedback from a show in Poland. They said she had striations or delts and they didn't want to see that, so she was too lean, which was really interesting. Um, they, they maybe want to see a little bit of gluteum separation in some feds. Other feds aren't bothered by that. Definitely no quad separations. Uh, nothing needs to, to be popping or split. They, of course, want a small waist, a very feminine look. Um, and I'm really sorry to say this, but they, they, they do really, they want pretty girls. Um, and I know that sounds unfair but it's part of uh, the game it's part of the sport right it's like the men's physique guys you very rarely see an ugly men's physique guy I can't do men's physique right because I'm but ugly right but um, other considerations to, to take into account um, they do uh, an eye walk and of course they're mandatory quarters turning some feds it depends on whether it's an eye walk or a tea walk or an, as and when they do that I walk. Now, from bikini, girls can move up, of course, if they like the bikini, and bikini's more them, and they love the sass and all and all that jazz, and they want to just keep growing and whatnot, of course, you can do that, and you can jump into the likes of trained bikini. And trained bikini, they are then looking for girls to be fairly like Some trained bikini girls are absolutely fucking jacked. Like, I'm looking at them going, fucking hell, they've got bigger delts than me. But they are looking to see a fair bit of leanness across the board, really. So they're not looking for ridiculous splits everywhere, but they want to see separation between the likes of the quads, glutes and hams. I wouldn't say loads of the quads. I wouldn't say, like, you want to see fucking all four, but the beginnings of that, but they are wanting to see the hamstring tie right in. They are wanting to see you be fairly lean across your back. Some striations in the delts are okay. And a fairly increased level of leanness. However, some of you out there have maybe done the bikini class this is what i've kind of heard from the girls that have either moved up or have coming to me and are moving up is they said you know what figure felt more them the posing feels more them it's more natural to them the sass and, and all that comes with bikinis they find it really, really hard and it doesn't match what their personality is and i think that if that's the case please do not try and just fit yourself in 
to a category that you're not fully comfortable with or confident with because you just won't enjoy it. Instead, take take time away from the stage, grow, and do a class that maybe feels a bit more you. Now, okay, Vaughn, right? You've told me what the criteria is for bikini, touched on a little bit of trend. What about figure? There's three different figure classes, but what do they mean? What What's the criteria for each one? So let's just start with the one you'll probably move into when you're moving up from bikini, and that's toned figure. Now in figure, what they're looking for is they're looking for a an X frame. So what that means is if someone was standing in the likes of a front lat spread, uh, or even a front relax, you know, from that top shoulder coming all the way down, across the body, into the quad, same from the other shoulder all the way down, and looking like an X. That's what they're looking for, they're looking for to see a fair bit more muscle than you see in bikini, and a fair bit of shape everywhere really. But that big X frame, that's what they're looking for. So you, those girls are gonna have much bigger backs, much bigger delts. I'd say legs as well, but they're probably not looking for quad separations in tone figure either. They are looking to see a little bit of separation between the glutes and hams, the beginning of starting to look a little bit boxed, but by no means do you, they need to be, you know, absolutely fucking peeled and all the way in. Um, I wouldn't say that the, the figure criteria, of course they want a feminine look, but I guess I'm going to use me as an example, right? To not offend anyone. When I moved from men's physique to classic physique, like that was, what, two or three years. The reason I did a writing classic physique was that I wasn't, um, at the time, wasn't, I'm still not pretty, right? I wasn't, you know, the classic guys nowadays, though, 2020, Two going to twenty three, they are a bit more good looking. That's the, that's the thing. It's, it's a constantly changing criteria, not criteria, constantly changing look. So you see the figure girls, of course, maybe they aren't as place much emphasis on like, oh my god, you know, the winners need to be absolute stunners. But I personally think that the the glow up and the glam up from all you girls is incredible. Um, from what you know, what I see during check ins, um, straight out of bed, hair in a bun. Uh, to show day, show day glow up or glam up um, is unbelievable and I think that each and every one of you should be incredibly proud um, and you know you should feel beautiful within your skin anyway regardless of what anyone says um, that was just one me to put that in there um, so I didn't sound like a, a total knob which uh, maybe I did now um, in the, the figure class they have more poses than bikini so bikini is roughly going to have four if you do IFBB it's just two so you'll have your normal quarter turns, but then you'll go into more muscle rounds. So they want to see like a side tricep, a front lat spread, maybe perhaps a, like a front double. Um, of course, how each federation wants you to pose might be slightly different. What you get away with in one, a bit different in another. But also you'll have um, a 60 second routine to do. And you know what? See some of the routines I see. They're fucking amazing. You can totally tell that the girls on stage, the ones that maybe used to be gymnasts, dancers or cheerleaders like that when they were younger, you could totally tell them straight away because they're cartwheeling, they're flipping and it just looks cool as fuck. But anyway, as I said, you've got to do that sort of 60 second routine to a, to a song, got to be choreographed. So I think that alone can sometimes be the most daunting thing. But what I'll say is the majority of the time, 
the results are already done by the time it gets to your routine. The routine itself is giving you more stage time. I think when a routine would come into more play in regards to placings is if two athletes are really, really close. If they've come out and they've put you through the the mandatories, they've put you through the muscle rounds and they just can't really separate you. You know, you're kind of like almost like identical twins, doppelgangers, right? That's when the routine's going to come more into play of like, okay, right, her, her flow is better, she posed better and that's a way we can differentiate. For the most part, from what I've seen in most feds, when they line you up before you go off stage, that's usually where you end up being placed. Um, so although, what I'm trying to get at is that if you feel like you know, Vaughn, I've got as much rhythm as a, a wet sock, then don't worry about it. You know, just get a posing coach, start working early, come with a basic routine, one that suits you, one you can flow to, and hey, you don't need to do the whole 60 seconds, you can make it 50 seconds long, 45, if you really, really want. Um, so that's toned figure, right? Now, after toned figure, it's going to go into athletic figure and then trained. Now, an athletic figure, what you're going to see is even more muscle everywhere, generally leaner everywhere too. You're going to start to see some separations, uh, some striations across the body as well. Fairly good boxing of the glutes. Of course, I'm speaking from more like an amateur level. If you are going more to the pros, like the PCA pros or IFBB pros, this might be slightly different. Um but I'm solely referring to, to amateur bodybuilding here within the UK and probably across the world as well. After athletic figure, that's when you kind of go into trained. And that's when those girls are starting to look like, you know, the women's physiques. After women's physique, then comes women's bodybuilding. Um, and there's plenty of women out there in the world that will make me look small, I'm sure. Even 725 kilos, but here's the thing. I'm six foot three, six foot four, 125 kilos isn't hugely impressive in my eyes. Um, you know, I look at guys like Josh Marley at six foot seven, you know, 300 pounds on stage. I was like, I'm 275, 280, not lean. <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, it, it's amazing to see. Um, he just won his IPB Pro card, by the way. And I had him on, uh, did an episode with him back in 2019. One of the earlier ones, go check it out. Such a humble guy, great dude. But back to back to today. So we've discussed the criteria of both bikini and figure. Now we need to have a, an understanding of, well, how would you train differently? Do you have to train differently if one were to move from, say, bikini to figure? And the answer is yeah, because what, for bikini, what it's really all about is glutes, a little bit of delt, and a small waist. Now, of course, there maybe needs to be a bit of um, muscular development in the back, like in the PCA, uh, the, the sort of rear, the rear shot style. However, if you did an IFBB uh, bikini class, you just they're looking at your rear delts because the hair is going to cover your back. And if you're listening to this and you're a bikini girl that's got short hair, I'm really, really sorry to tell you, um, when was the last winner in the bikini class you saw that had short hair? So it's not an unwritten rule that you need long hair, but there's a reason that girls do have long hair, they have extensions. So there's a there's a top tip if you're listening. Um, 
But yeah, so let's say, for example, you're a bikini girl. Now, maybe your training kind of goes like, right, on a Monday you do lower one, and that's like a gluten hamstring dominant session. The following day on the Tuesday, you do a full upper. So you do uh, your, your delts, you maybe hit your back a little bit, um, and maybe you do one one arm exercise or something. Maybe you have a day off thereafter. Then you go into lower two, which again is, it's got a fair bit of glutes and hamstrings in it, but you've got more quad there too. So you could call that a quad focus session. However, remember bikini, they're not looking to see a lot of quads, so you don't need much quad volume in there. Maybe the next day, again, you maybe do a, another upper session. The day after that, you go into lower three. Um, or that could be glutes and delts, depending on what you trained the day before. If you're a bikini girl that's got zero back muscles, the, the second upper session could have been a back session, really. Um, day off and then back to lower one. That's kind of like, I'm not saying generic, but for the most part, bikini girls, three leg days a week, two upper days, and maybe tagging on lateral delt at either one of the up, uh, the lower days there too. Well, how does that training change? If you move to figure, you might think. So we know figure is all about that X frame. So how do you get the X in the, the top of the upper body? It's delts, but it's also back. You can't have an X frame without having fairly chunky lats. So you're gonna have to train your back a little bit more, but you're also gonna have to train your quads a little bit more too. I'm gonna give you an example of two different types of splits. I've given figure girls in the past uh, couple of weeks that have come on board. So the first one, lower one, going to be a combination of glute hamstrings and quads, both in the same session, not just separated. Maybe the next day we're running an upper session and that is that is delts, that is back and that is arms as well. Maybe they have a day off and then they have a lower two, lower two session, more quad focused, but tagging on glutes and hams. The day after it's maybe pushing arms, so it's focusing on delts, little bit of chest, buys and tries. The day after that, maybe putting in a pool session, but in that pool session, I'm gonna put in a hip hinge to help bring up the glutes and hamstrings, because from the back, they are looking to see more development in the glutes, more development in the hamstrings. So if I know, right, lower one, um, it's glute and ham quad. Lower two, um, maybe gonna do it more quad, but I could actually probably put in some 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 glute work as well. And maybe for that, I've chosen the likes of a stiff leg, stiff leg deadlift, right? Why have I done that? Well, in their first upper session, they're hitting a little bit of back, then they have a day off, then they have a leg session. However much that leg session is hitting their glutes and hamstrings, a stiff leg deadlift is gonna challenge the muscular muscularity of your upper back too. So we get a little bit of lower, we get a little bit of lower back and upper back work, or just say the whole back working on that lower two session but it's not gonna be so much that they can't train it a couple of days later. So then they have a pushing arms, then they go into pull. So on the pull session, I then kind of go, right, I'm gonna put in another pull variation, maybe like an RDL, why? It's gonna challenge the muscularity of the upper back, but also I'm gonna maybe get, you know, I'm gonna get a little bit of glute and hamstring from it as well. Well, if I'm looking at them and thinking they need more glute and hamstring, well, it makes sense to put that in there, wouldn't it? Now, you don't need to do that, in that pool session, if someone's recovery capability is in Vaughn, I tried to fucking do that other pool session. I was just fucked. If it needs to be a session that is 
completely non-lower back focused, then that's cool. That's fine. Actually, in, in my weekly emails that I send over, I'm going through how to design your pool session. So this could be one that's just totally no, no lower back loading and it's all just hitting your lats, upper back traps, hitting a bit of biceps on that pool session as well. So you can see across the week that um, how, the, how, how that train session, train session, sorry, are looking are a bit different. But then also let me give you an example of a girl that came on board that I went, right, I think that she's got pretty good quads, but I think she needs way more delt and she needs to have a bit of a bigger back too. So session number one for her was a pool session with uh, some biceps tagging on in the end. No hip hinge. Uh, lower one was glutes and trans quads, like you'd expect. Um, then she had a pushing arm session. So delts, upper chest, buys and tries. Day off. Then I gave her a density day. So the density day was predominantly a bit of back in there. Bit of glutes and hams, bit of quad. So she did have another hip hinge. Or she has sorry, her hip hinge was on this day. So her RDL or stiff leg or whatever it is. I'm sure in this specific scenario, I did put in a hip hinge on the pool day. But I'm sure for her the the lower one focus was more quad. Then the density day was more focused on gluten ham. Um, and then the day after that, she had pushing arms. So for as similar as that first split was that I said to the second one, there are some noticeable differences in there based on my just original first look analysis of the person coming on board, looking at their training, looking at their background, and thinking like, right, let's go with this but like anything in this industry things can change and the answer is or when is that the answer is always it depends depends on how much you're how how much you're growing how quickly or not quickly you are growing it depends on your response to that program to that volume are you able to continue to get stronger are you not able to get stronger because you're always sore are you not recovering well um are you not enjoying it? You know, if you're not enjoying it, then things have got to change. But regardless of however you're going to train, it needs to be individualized to you. And if you want to drop me a message and send me a couple of photos on Instagram, just ask my opinion on stuff, please do go ahead. More than happy. And this isn't just referring to the figure class. You know, if you're, just, if you're a bikini girl out there and you want an opinion, or if you're maybe you're a coach and you're listening to this and you're a bodybuilder and you just want an opinion of, you know, a short river, just send me over. But just ask yourself, is this the right move for you? You know, because moving up from bikini to figure, if you're someone that's not got great genetics and it's going to take you a long time to put on the tissue, it's just going to take years, right? If you're competing in bikini in 2022, the earliest you're stepping on stage in figures end of 2024. Easy, 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 easy. Of course, it depends on how well you grow. Maybe you add in, um, maybe, maybe the figure girls are adding in a little bit more assistance at times, small, small low doses, Anavar or Primo, 
Um, or generally what you'll tend to find, the girls that do the fire classes, they maybe are, are tending to be the ones that have the likes of PCOS, um, whose natural testosterone levels are a little bit higher. Why? Because it's easier for them to add muscle and they're generally that little bit bigger um, than the girls who don't have PCOS, right? Because um, if you don't have the genetics for it, and you don't have the, the origins and the insertions for it, right? What, what, by, that, what, by that, what I mean is, let's say the X-frame. So the lat, latissimus dorsi in your back is a big, huge muscle, right? And it comes, you can say it starts off in the, in the lower spine. It comes all the way up the back and it crosses over into the arm, right? Now, if there could be someone that has that insertion in the arm in a certain place, it makes it look like they're really, really wide when they hit a lat spread. So for them, it's maybe easier to move up because they just suit it better. Maybe someone whose insertion point is a bit closer, it's not as far out in the arm, and the lat doesn't look like it's as wide, or it pops more. Now they could maybe get there, it's just going to take them an extra year or two. So if you are going to do this, you need to be fully invested in the journey, and you've got to train really fucking hard. Like, the, the figure girls, the muscle mass that's required, like you can't just you can't just fucking go to the gym and play tiddlywinks and just pick up the four kilo dumbbells. Like go watch I mean fuck there's loads of bikini girls that train like absolute mad women, but go watch a figure girl train that has a bare, fair bit of muscle. They're fucking units. And I guarantee any guy listening, you go train with any high level female, whether a bikini girl or a figure girl, like absolutely kick your ass in regards to how much stronger they'll be than you. They'll have a quicker ability to recover than you will, and they'll be able to go again. Like, you'll be lying on the floor, dying from doing, like, your top set in the hack squat, and they'll be doing their second set, waiting to do their third. It's happened to me before. I've said it on multiple occasions. Like, I've trained with Clara quite a few times over the years that I've, I've kind of coached her and worked, worked alongside her. And every single time she's come through, the weight she puts on the bar, when I look at her body weight, I go, fucking hell, that's more than I'm putting on. You know what I mean? And then she's doing that extra set to, to what I'm doing. Um, of course, her goals have changed quite a bit recently, but that was just an example of how, you know, they say, who's the superior sex in the human race? Well, in this instance, when it comes to recovery and handling volume, like, females win, hands down every day, and that's, that's me saying that as an assisted male um, who takes gear and you know has increased recovery but still not as good as, as females and if you're wondering why that is it's mostly due to the fact that women have um, are estrogen dominant right and what estrogen is is a fancy word it's called anti-catabolic so it kind of it doesn't allow your muscle to break down as much as us guys who are more testosterone dominant allows and that's why often females can train more frequently, can train harder, handle more volume, etc, etc. So hopefully if you didn't know that, you know, as I say, every day is a school day. So I think that, I think that covers it. If it doesn't and you have more questions, please ask. Um, but I think that covering the, the criteria of both um, is good. I've actually got a figure girl who's competing next year who moved up from bikini and ever since changing up her training, it's just been insane the level of growth that we've seen. Um, I'm so proud of her and I can't wait to, to be there and see her up on stage for that first time. I know she'll be listening. I'm sure she'll she'll drop me a wee message when she hears this, but if you are listening, man, I'm really proud of you and I really can't fucking wait to see you on stage. Alongside all, all your other teammates and athletes, you know, I'm, there's a bunch of you competing in those 
earlier shows and across the 2023 season um, middle of the year later on in the year um, international shows shows in the Middle East which uh, it's going to be a very very fun year and if you aren't already part of the team and you're you're you know you're thinking about it, my my question to you would be what are you waiting for right we are we are here we are ready uh, I have recently uh, fairly recently stopped taking on board lifestyle clients and I'm solely now just working with uh, competitors or athletes or people who are aspiring to compete you know maybe they want to compete but they haven't the size and it's maybe going to be in sort of two or three years time that's my MO that's who I work with and if you are listening to this you're more lifestyle and you, you're like, oh damn man I want to work with Yvonne there is options to work under the brand obviously Ali and Clara do more of the the, the lifestyle stuff the gen pop stuff um, I of course uh, work alongside them and you know we discuss things and how they coach is very similar to how I coach all our principles methodologies values and standards are pretty much exactly the same uh, I just kind of decided I wanted to, to specialize in this and that's kind of my thing so if, you, if you're listening to this for the first time it's if you're in your first to third year of competing or you know someone that is I specialize predominantly in that I do have athletes next year going into our fourth season together um, which will be a very special moment and a very special time and again seeing like seeing people progress from being like a junior to now in the male classes and doing well every single year is uh, so amazing to be part of and I can't begin to describe to you the amount of joy it brings me so much more joy being part of someone's journey and seeing them compete on stage than doing it myself and yeah it's just it's, it's, it's hard to put into words you know I think that any coach out there will agree with me that you know you come home from a show weekend absolutely fucking knackered you've travelled loads and you know the build up to the show it's been weeks and weeks and months and months of more like frequent check-ins every day blah blah but you, you know just in those moments when you're there at the show and you see them do well you're like it was all fucking worth it and yeah it's it's my MO like some people in life have a big driver to um, drive a certain car live in a certain house or earn a certain amount of money i don't have any any of that what i have is a burning desire to help more people step on stage and to continue to drive the business and the brand forward in a progressive manner and the people we have get them fucking amazing results the people we take on board help mold them and grow them into absolute units and monsters and get results they never thought possible then just continue to attract you know high level athletes and people that want to just continue to grow and get better and that's what we're all about and i realized that the past three or four or five minutes have been me rambling but hey if you're listening to this you know that it's exactly what i do and this is exactly why you're listening so listen guys i hope that you are well um hope that you had a good halloween and wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans